selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. It's Monday. It's October 12th. And the word of the day is dot com, which means a website or a company that relies on internet commerce, or you said something that's not even remotely funny, and then you added .com at the end, and it became an amazing punchline in 1997. I hate you. Used in a sentence, you have to fucking vote .com. It's a real website and a moral imperative. As is I will fuck your dad.com. So I say Heath, I gotta tell you, I'm not sure if we're imploring people to vote or making fun of Eli, but either way, I Both. am in. I'm no <laughs> illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Bill Barr charges Joe Biden with not being his boss in the first degree. Eli will be legally declared a fly now that he knows that shitting and Mike Pence's hair is one of the perks. And Gretchen Whitmer almost gets kidnapped by nihilists, but they were a little too exhausted. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, question for you. Is there anyone you want to remove from anything at all? Because oh. apparently the 25th Amendment is like super broad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe like bad teacher from high school. You want to demote your dad to a kid? Well, what's going on? We can do a lot with this. Well, you know, now that you mention it, I feel like Labor Day isn't really pulling its weight there anymore. There you go. Sure. Any chance we can bring that one down to like a half day or one of those shitty yeah, bank okay. holidays? Yeah. All right. So I actually, I want a 25th to 23rd, right? Like a whole constitutional <laughs> amendment for three electoral votes. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. That's excessive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two great ideas. I'll put that on the board. And they passed the house. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last we'll hear of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. And let's do some headlines. In our lead story tonight, we learned that Michigan plus idiot libertarians equals Michigan last week. <laughs> and... You know, therefore, idiot libertarians equals zero. Oh, nice. well, I, yeah. I guess we relearned that 
when Michigan went full fucking Michigan, and you never want to go full Michigan. Everybody knows never that. Never go full Michigan, yep. In case anyone missed it, a bunch of Fremen on the land sovereign citizens, <laughs> also known as GOP Christian terrorists, yep. very literally, tried to stage a coup by kidnapping Governor Gretchen Whitmer and putting her on trial for crimes against humanity in their little mm. little court. How'd that go? In particular, <laughs> the uh, the crime against humanity was slowing down the speed of a global pandemic. Apparently, wearing a mask in public was unacceptable to these guys, and they would not be detained. Except now they're they're all being literally detained. Yeah. For the terrorism. And I'm real happy about it. Well, what would have been weird is if they'd pulled it off and then she had to ask them if she was being detained. Like, I feel that would have <laughs> fucked them right up. They would have been like, no, we don't. Oh, damn it. Yeah. And let's not forget, it's like terrorism if Bush Jr. had tweeted, sure wish someone would do something about those pesky towers on September 1st of 2000. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it all started when a Democrat got elected governor in Michigan. And yeah. even worse, it was a woman. Mm. And she was telling men what to do. Men, can you imagine? Men in Michigan. Well, six of those men were in a very important super secret treehouse club with no girls allowed. <laughs> and they decided it was time to remove Whitmer from office by physically removing her from her home just ahead of the election. Because, as we all know, the votes you receive don't count if you're not in your house within the state on election day. Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah she's going to have her thing in 2022. It's fine. So they started planning out an abduction and a secure location in Wisconsin where they could conduct a vigilante anarchist criminal trial and not know what those words mean. <laughs> okay. Well, see, they might have found her innocent. Well, yeah, a lot right. Of people are rushing to judge these guys. <laughs> Larry, the jury can't find her a kangaroo. That's not even what that means. Fuck you. <laughs> so the Treehouse Militia, again, terrorist group, if you want to be accurate, is what yep. they should be called. They started putting together a plan and gathering supplies. Naturally, they all owned tactical sunglasses already. So <laughs> check. And they all owned the deluxe Leatherman multi-tool. Oh, again, sure. check. Yeah, yeah. With of course. The deluxe belt holster well, check for free if you order yeah. in the next sixty minutes. Right, yes. of course. Yeah. But now they needed <laughs> guns and bombs. Guns and bombs. So right. yeah, they went to any drive-through of any store in the entire state and got a bunch of guns and ammunition with no waiting period. Oh yeah, the Dairy Queen there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they reached out to a bigger terrorist group for some help with the bomb stuff. That bigger group is apparently called the Wolverine Watchmen. Oh fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, indeed. And they've been standing back and standing by for a while, getting ready to start a civil war and overthrow the entire U.S. government. That's huh. their thing. Oh, man. If that name is based off the comics, they have not read those comics. <laughs> I will tell you, as a native-born Michigander, it is not based on the comic. Michigan is inordinately <laughs> proud of its ordinary death weasel mascot, which, by the way, doesn't live in Michigan and never fucking has. It'd be like Kansas they have a calling weasel? it. No, the the Wolverine. The, they call themselves the Wolverine State. There's never there's oh, no it's the Wolverine documented. State too. Yeah, yeah. It's like be fucking like Kansas calling itself the Surfing State. Fuck you, Michigan. <laughs> and stop pointing at your hand to show me where you live. You can just say North Michigan, right? You can just say West. 
You don't have to point yeah, at your fucking The shape fucking of a hand is a lot like the shape of, you know, a map of geography. It's pretty simple. <laughs> we understand. And uh, here's my favorite part of this story. The FBI was watching this happen the whole time. Naturally, the feds tend to pay attention if your group sends around messages about violent overthrow and civil war. Even if you're on WhatsApp, oh, they check shit. on that stuff. So all the electronic communication was being monitored. The FBI also had informants within the gang. And then <laughs> and then these six Home Depot parking lot rat dads showed up <laughs> asking for bombs to help them create a diversion while they kidnapped the governor. <laughs> so they started having strategy meetings in the basement of a store that was only accessible through a trap door under a rug. What? <laughs> <laughs> All of which is meaningless well, because right, the FBI yeah. already knew what was fucking <laughs> well, happening. They were under the rug. Yeah, but you know, but you know, they all just fucking beamed when Larry revealed. He's like, "Hey guys, guys, look what I got for this, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's like a, a reverse of a treehouse. We go down. No one goes loud, right? Yeah. So these agents at the FBI must have been." weeping with laughter during the surveillance, <laughs> just waiting to make the arrest. Oh, wait, they're under a rug. We can't find them, guys. We don't know where they are now. <laughs> oh, that's time out on terrorism. Damn it. They got us. But that arrest, that's finally what happened last week, a few days before the crazy people were going to actually obtain explosives. Jesus. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, pro tip, if anything illegal is ever going smoothly, you are talking to the cops. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> If you have to wait on someone's couch and talk to their 16-year-old girlfriend for an hour, that's how you know your bomb guy is legit, <laughs> is, the, is the child you're making small talk with. So the six Leatherman bandits and also seven Wolverine watchmen who provided assistance are being charged with terrorism, conspiracy, weapons charges, and hopefully aggressive stupidity as an extra upcharge. They should have that. <laughs> of course, this is Michigan, where the Second Amendment makes it extra legal to have a well-regulated militia. But it turns out that does not cover badly organized Coen Brothers characters plotting a giant <laughs> series of felonies while the FBI was listening the whole time. So, bottom line, the Jacob Wolves of Christmas future... <laughs> They Michiganed so hard, and they failed just as hard, and now they're being detained for hopefully decades. Fuck your faces. Uh, I'm real yeah. happy about this story. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Policy Genius. Come on, buddy. It's just a story. Don't no. worry. It's just a story. No. No. Hey, Heath, Heath, why is Noah hiding under the bed again? <sighs> I, I told him a scary story. I think he's frightened. Oh, which one did you tell him? The hook in the door? No, not that one. Uh, people lick fingers too? No, no. I, I told him about what it's like to get home and auto insurance. So much paperwork. Yeah, yeah, no, that can be scary. But Heath, did you tell him about PolicyGenius.com? Wait, what's PolicyGenius.com? PolicyGenius.com combines a cutting-edge insurance marketplace with help from licensed experts to save you time and money. PolicyGenius saves their home and auto customers an average of $1,127 a year by shopping top-rated insurers in one place. Here's how it works. First, you head to PolicyGenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property. Then... 
Policy Genius does the rest. They'll compare rates from over 30 top insurers, from Progressive to Nationwide, to find the lowest quotes. Their licensed experts will look at the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll get you switched for free. Well, well, that doesn't sound that scary. It's not, buddy. It's not. Yeah. So if you're a homeowner, head to PolicyGenius.com right now to get started. They've saved their home and auto insurance customers an average of $1,127 a year. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Okay. You want to come out now? Only if Eli tells you a scary story. Oh, I will. I'm going to tell him the story of the girlfriend who dropped by as a surprise. Don't, don't, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Next up in headlines in 21 Grams News. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If he dies of coronavirus before this goes to air, that pun will be so much better. Sorry. Go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> Lindsey Graham's attempt at biological warfare against his senatorial opponent, <laughs> Jamie Harrison, was foiled this week after their debate format was changed because Graham super duper obviously has COVID and feels that if Harrison doesn't get it too, he'll have an unfair advantage in the election. <laughs> okay, new rule. Everyone who refuses to get a COVID test before a live event with other people they get a CGI plague mask with the bird beak over their face on TV forever whenever they're on TV. Oh, That's no I rule. like it. I, I know can, CNN's on board with that. I know MSNBC is on board with that. Come on. So can we make it retroactive to Graham, though? Or just like yes. at least pass a separate rule covering his face with CGI, too, when it appears? Passed. Yeah. The rule just okay. passed. All right. Yep. Cool. In. It's in the Gavel. house. <laughs> so... Here's the backstory on this. Uh, Lindsey Graham attended an October 1st hearing with Senator Mike Lee, a Utah Republican who tested positive for coronavirus last week. In response, Harrison, the moderators, the panelists, and the entire audience all offered to get COVID tested before their next debate. And, of course, asked Graham to do the same. To which Lindsey Graham might as well have responded, but, 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 but then I don't get to give you coronavirus. Yeah! Right. No, yeah, but I'm sure his decision had nothing to do with the fact that Harrison whipped his ass so hard in the first debate that the flies landed on him afterwards, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Graham's response is actually way dumber than the joke I just made. First, he stated that he had previously tested negative. When? Go fuck yourself. And then he said he'd follow all the safety protocols of the debate Except for getting tested. Except that one. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, hoping, I guess, that Harrison would be afraid all the other third graders would think he was chicken, (laughs) Graham released a statement saying, real quote, whether Mr. Harrison attends tomorrow's debate is his decision, not mine. I will be there. End quote. Great. Okay. Well, that's settled. Now we know where he's going to show up with nobody else around. You got to go jigsaw, right? This is clearly a jigsaw jigsaw scenario. Lindsey Graham Mm -hmm. wakes up with a bear trap on his face that only comes off by taking a COVID test. That's just the only answer. We put the release way in the back of your nostril. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, spoilers for Noah's story coming right up, but this story is the second craziest response to a political debate this Mm -hmm. week. So, Yes, sir. And in... First craziest response to a political debate this week news. <laughs> yep. Donald Trump story topper. Became, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Donald Trump became the first major party candidate in modern U.S. history to chicken out of a debate against his opponent this week after the Commission on Presidential Debates shifted the format to a virtual debate for similar reasons, right? So the official reason for the change was the fact that the president is quite literally infectious human waste. Uh, but it's also served to ameliorate that problem with him being figurative infectious human waste as well, as it would have allowed the moderator the ability to completely mute his ass when it wasn't his turn to talk. Listen, Donald, I'm fine with you showing up in person if we get a barrier, just as long as you pass a drug test for performance-enhancing steroids. <laughs> He's literally using performance-enhancing drugs on this one. That's amazing. He yep. is. <laughs> you trying to do a clap push-up? You shit yourself? You shit yourself. Okay. You know what? You passed the test. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this drama officially kicked off about the time we learned that the president, A, tested positive for COVID-19, and B, almost certainly had it before the last debate. Right. In the wake of his diagnosis, we learned that he and his entourage started flaunting the rules way before the debate started by showing up later than the agreed upon time. And that's significant because it was chosen specifically so that there would be sufficient time for all the participants and audience members to be tested for the virus before it started. Now, this could be because Trump is such a sniveling coward that he can't handle a coronavirus test, which is absolutely plausible. But in my experience, you're going to be right more often if you always assume the most malicious possible explanation with Trump, which would suggest that he already knew that he was carrying the fucking virus. It's a really good bet. Right. So if you think about it, every time he yelled an interruption at Joe Biden, it was a campaign tactic it was more a than anything. Biological warfare tactic. Yeah. <laughs> So on Thursday, the Commission on Presidential Debates, the bipartisan commission that's been handling this shit since the fucking 80s, announced that the debate scheduled for the 15th would have to take place virtually since there was literally no possible way to do a live debate safely. And then minutes later, Trump rejected that format, chickening out, quote, I'm not going to waste my time with a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. That is ridiculous. End quote. Huh. And, and then went on to argue with people on Twitter for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it sounds like he's all about having more debates in person in the future anyway. So once you're not a bag of plague, you're going to start seeing me outside your window in a very small singlet taunting you into the debate like a WWE locker room. <laughs> that's so, happening. Well, OK, I feel like that promise robbed us of a very lucrative Patreon goal. But whatever, Heath, just toss it right yeah. out there. Um, all right, well, <laughs> Patreon goal, Eli will <laughs> occupy the same singlet with me. And Oh, all yeah. right. There we go. There we go. All right. A doublet, if you will. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so when it was clear that uh, Trump wouldn't budge from his cowardice, the CPD issued a statement formally canceling the debate on the 15th and reiterating their commitment to a third scheduled debate on the 22nd, which Trump has not yet found a way to weasel out of. Uh, well, Donnie, if you're listening, and we know you are, and you're looking for a hot tip, they can't debate you or beat you in the election if you're dead of COVID. Think oh, it over, buddy. Oh, shit, huh? right? Huh? All those state charges melt away, too. So Be undefeated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while Donnie considers that, we're going to take a quick break for more from our second sponsor this week, Us. Uh, you wanted to see me, Mr. President? Tyler, Tyler, get in here, big boy. Me, Sarah, and the MoMA are workshopping my big release from the hospital. Right, yeah. Uh -huh. And then Melania jumps on the coffin and says, Oh, Jesus, if only he were alive. Oh, for right. fuck's and, and that sake. is when we activate the fireworks. Fireworks, boom, exactly. You come out literally riding a rocket. I love it. 
I love it. I love the parish where you're in a coffin. Yeah, That's good yeah for no, me. me too, Mrs. Trump. Um, Actually, Mr. Trump, I wanted to tell you about Noah Lusions' new book. Wait, Noah has a new book? Uh, yeah, he sure does. It's called Outbreak, A Crisis of Faith, How Religion Ruined Our Global Pandemic. Oh, what's it about? Ja, what's it about? It's, it's about how religion made the pandemic way, way worse. And I can order that now? Well, you can pre-order it now. It's currently the top of its category on the Kindle store, and it's coming in paperback and audiobook soon. But don't wait. Every pre-order we get before its release on October 15th counts towards our first day sales, and it's a great way to help people find out about the book. Well, I'm going to reserve my copy right now, then. Me too! Me too! That's Outbreak, A Crisis of Faith on Amazon. Pre-order now with a link in the show notes. Also, side note, if you come out on a rocket, you'll explode and die, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so we're sticking with the Superman shirt then? Oh, oh, I like that one. God. I like that. Damn it. Superman. <laughs> you gonna be able to do a somersault? <laughs> and we're back. And in not me stimulus news. What? So is it us, you or us? Me. Us. Us, okay. Us. Mm-hmm. Bernie Mm -hmm. Sanders. Donald Trump spent the week feverishly pushing pieces of paper with larger and larger numbers across a table at Nancy Pelosi this week in an attempt to make a stimulus deal happen. Except she's not there and he only has a fever because he has COVID and it's killing him. (laughs) Eli, stop talking about the president dying. You're going to get a visit from the Secret Service. And those motherfuckers work right next to that moribund plague rat. So yeah, yeah. seal themselves in chambers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So here's the backstory on this. Uh, Up until now, the Republicans have had a mm, starve them out approach to stimulus negotiations. If by them you mean America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But Donald, I guess, found his way to 538 this week and a cartoon fox explained to him (laughs) that he is in very serious danger of a landslide loss. So... He's hoping he can cut everyone in America a check with his name on it again so that they'll vote for him. Hey, stop pushing the pony across the table. That's weird. Take the pony. Don't do that. Does that pony have a dry cough? What are you doing? (laughs) Wouldn't if you let me stop Stop pushing it. (laughs) So, yeah, this latest offer is $1.8 trillion, which is higher than Republicans have been willing to go, but still substantially lower than the $2.2 trillion stimulus the Democrats passed in the House earlier this month. However, turns out the number is actually not the problem. According to Pelosi's Deputy Chief of Staff, Drew Hamill, quote, of special concern is the absence of an agreement on a strategic plan to crush the virus. For this and other provisions, we are still awaiting language from the administration as negotiations on the overall funding amount continue. End well, quote. well, yeah, and among those other provisions, by the way, like so after Trump used huge chunks of the last stimulus package as a slush fund to dole out to his backers and wouldn't tell anybody where the fucking money was going, the Democrats are insisting on some guarantees that that doesn't happen again. Because with this administration, you have to attach like, you know, also no using this money to bribe their leader writers to foreign aid. Yeah, you do need those. <sighs> but don't worry. Uh, Donald Trump has the inside scoop, and he revealed that scoop on his appearance on the Rush Limbaugh program mm-hmm. last week. Yep. Yeah, so 
For those unfamiliar, Rush Limbaugh is the only Congressional Medal of Honor recipient having a harder time breathing than the president right now. <laughs> There's dead ones. There's dead ones. Just the yep. Secret Service diving back and forth in between him the whole interview. I don't know who I'm trying to block, but it's somebody. And on his program, Trump said, quote, I would like to see a bigger stimulus package, frankly, than either the Democrats or Republicans are offering. Maybe it helps, or maybe it hurts negotiations. I have the biggest stimulus um, of anybody. I got the bigger. I'd say it hurts negotiations. I mean, well, just as an abstract concept, if the president thinks 1.8 is greater than 2.2, it's going to complicate matters math, for sure. The, yeah, the number line. <laughs> yeah. But uh, according to Trump, all we need now is for Nancy to pull up to the table, which is hopefully six feet long, and slide the president a piece of paper with a sideways eight on it, and we'll all be There set. you go. Yeah. <laughs> and in October suppress news. Fantastic. Des- thank you. Despite our expectations, Trump might have found a too nakedly corrupt for William Barr line there somewhere. Uh, and we Ooh. learned this during an interview with Fox Business on Thursday when Trump complained that his AG hasn't arrested anybody or accurately crafted a definition even for Obamagate, the imaginary what? scandal wherein the Obama administration, which includes Hillary Clinton for the purposes of this fever dream, conspired to undermine Trump's candidacy by Trump and his associates committing crimes. <laughs> By them being felons. Yeah, or say, like, it's very unclear. Uh, but that didn't stop Trump from complaining to host Maria Bartiromo, quote, unless Bill Barr indicts the people for crimes, the greatest political crime in the history of our country, then we're going to get little satisfaction unless I win and we'll have to go because I won't forget it. I, you can't get more than eight words in a I, Trump book. I don't think I fully understand that sentence. It's not a sentence. <laughs> But just to be clear, this is the crime when Obama, Hillary, the IMF, the World Bank, uh, Judaism, and the lizard alien Illuminati from a different galaxy lost an election in yep. 2016. Yep, that was that. It. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one, yeah. So his Thursday rant also included some jabs at Secretary of State Mike Pompeo for not doing enough to release more emails from Hillary Clinton just because he doesn't have any more of those that those are just kind of random words in a row that don't make sense in that order. But but that didn't stop him from reiterating the charge to Rush Limbaugh on Friday and then from tweeting them out in all caps on Saturday. And for his part, Pompeo was quick to promise the president that he would find a married bachelor to count all the angels on his pinhead forthwith. <laughs> oh, it's delightful to watch. It's like if all the guests from Be Reasonable got together to interview each other and ask the hard <laughs> questions. <laughs> All right, but, but I let's want be... that to happen so bad. <laughs> right? Leo the Lion and Yes and Lady? I'd watch that episode uh. for as long as it lasts. <laughs> All right, but let's be clear about what's happening here. The President of the United States is openly calling for his opposition to be targeted by the Justice Department on manufactured charges, and he's publicly calling out his AG for not manufacturing hard enough. Right? This is the most corrupt public act in the history of the U.S. presidency even when you factor in the rest of Trump's term. This this would literally be too blatantly corrupt for Vladimir fucking Putin. And we are so numb. It, it is. Yeah. 
Like, he wouldn't even come out and say this. And we are so numb to Trump's corruption that no one is surprised. And a lot of people heard me say this and thought, as Trump did, yeah, you know what? That would be too corrupt for Putin. I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> My dead enemies shot me with the polonium super soaker. Oh, you know what? <laughs> that feels corrupt. I don't think I should say that. Now, to his credit, it looks like Barr isn't going to produce a report full of fabricated crimes on the eve of the election, which, to be honest, came as a surprise to me. But apparently he's legitimately concerned about like the uh, whatever rip in space time that might occur if we corruptly use the levers of government to undermine their opponent's candidacy by accusing them of corruptly using the levers of government by to undermine their opponent's candidacy. Doing that. Yeah. So and, and I'm just guessing here, but but be on the lookout for our new acting attorney general, a googly eyed sock on Trump's left hand sometime in the next 22 days. <laughs> Damn it, puppet pals. We trust you. We trust you. <laughs> I want to read the Puppet Balls Tell All book. <coughs> you okay, Puppet? <laughs> Fire and furry. <laughs> well done, sir. And finally tonight, we do have a couple of candidates running for office who aren't old-ass white guys or cowardly, pestilent, old-ass orange guys or cowardly, pestilent, old-ass fuchsia guys. So... We did get one debate last week between the two people who might become president of the United States if their septuagenarian running mate were to somehow get a virus and die. What are the odds? Fingers crossed for whichever way we're rooting on that. In the blue corner, <laughs> fighting out of Oakland, California, we had Kamala Harris. And in the red corner, fighting out of some bullshit white place in the middle who fucking cares, <laughs> we had her... Flyweight opponent Mike Pence <laughs> pinning that. So before we get into the details, let's go ahead and pick a winner because this is America and that's how it works now. Who was your winner without any details and what was the score? The fly. Absolutely. I'm just saying he generated a ton of buzz. He generated that joke an awful lot. Yeah. So um, I'm sorry. I have to circle back. Did, did you just imply that Mike Pence isn't an old ass white guy? Because um, he's the old white guy template that you get before you start adding customizations. That was oh, he, yeah. But he plays like a 20 year old. He's 60 something. But 61. 61 yeah. But he's uh, he's going to outlive me. Fuck him. Well, yeah, but he's still an old ass white guy. So, so the strategy for each contender was pretty simple. Harris focused on how Donald Trump is a Nazi who ruined our perfectly lovely pandemic. Speaking of which, side note, I just thought of this out of nowhere. Check out Amazon if you want to pre-order a new book called Outbreak, A Crisis of Faith, How Religion Ruined Our Global mm, Pandemic. Good, good oh, idea. You're yeah. good things. As do I. Anyway, Harris focused on the incompetent Nazi angle and how Pence is a professional incompetent Nazi assistant. That's his job. <laughs> yeah. And that's a pretty good argument from Harris. And Pence, on the other hand, focused on lying in a very calm voice. Yeah. It was good to see the decorum return of Republicans telling murderous, racist lies when it was their turn to tell those right. lies, right? Yeah. Just, My turn? Yeah. I'm very yeah. calm. God damn it. <laughs> they stand lies, back though. and stand by, Nazis. So Calmer than you are. <laughs> Here's a few of the very calm, very relaxed, giant fucking lies. It started with Mike Pence trying to defend the administration's COVID response that has Americans dying at a higher rate than almost every other developed nation. Pence bragged about Trump's travel ban on flights from China. 
Jesus which Christ, we now know did pretty much nothing. Yeah, Italy did yeah. the exact same thing on the exact same day, so obviously not super helpful. Pence also bragged about adding 11.6 million jobs to the economy this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks to Trump's tax cuts from three and a half years ago. We sure about that? We, we lost... 22 million jobs when the pandemic hit and then some of them came back <laughs> right we're welcome apparently <laughs> we are welcome for creating half of those back he also described the gop super spreader event for the nomination of amy coney barrett as an outdoor event just like our scientists routinely advise oh i screamed at the tv so loud yeah well <laughs> nope a bunch of it was indoors, and it super-duper spread COVID, whether it was indoors or out. It was a super-duper spreader event. We need a word for that. That's what it was. They were all shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. There were no fucking masks. It was nothing like what fucking scientists routinely no, advise. There, no scientists routinely advise anything like what happened. Maybe they mean what scientists advise them to do, because I can see Fauci writing that at 4 a.m. on a Sunday, just like, all right, you want us to go... Tell you what, why don't you all get in a big fucking room <laughs> together and breathe yeah, into each other's Amy Barrett, left hand green, right hand red. Everybody play Twister. Enjoy, assholes. And uh, by the way, Pence also said that Harrison Biden want taxpayer-funded abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. That was a quote. Yep. And no, they don't. I do. <laughs> I want that, but they don't. So uh, you guys have any other favorite, very calm... Very obvious lies from Pence. Sure do. Sure do. I think the cool. most terrifying and the most egregious was when Susan Page tried to pin him down on his climate change denialism. And mid-doubling down on that denialism, he said, and I quote, President Trump has made it clear that we're going to continue to listen to the science. End quote. Uh, rip in space time. That's weird. What happened? <laughs> and we're going to listen to it. We're not going to fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. Says, but... <laughs> so we, we have to know what to ignore. Fall asleep to it the way people use our podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, lie, my favorite lie. Okay, the, is the fact that he managed not to eat the fly off the top of his head a lie? Because it, it was tremendous restraint. Does that count? I mean, he was lying about his nature, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he also said that every American's going to get taxed more by Democrats, which is like the lie for all of my life by the Republican Party. Yeah. It's everybody above $400,000 a year in income and big corporations getting taxed more. Just re read yeah. one thing. That bothered the fuck out of me that that didn't get stopped each and every time. Kamala did stop it when, when he first yeah, said it. Yeah, no, so I was going to say, she did come back to it several fucking times, yeah. but she would have been saying nothing but. Yeah. Oh. I, I actually enjoyed Kamala Harris in particular doing that and, and in general making corrections. That brings us to some highlights. So in general, yeah, I thought Kamala Harris was vastly more competent than Joe Biden at presenting relevant information and pointing out obvious lies like those. I want that ticket flipped right now with the 25th Amendment. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That would be great. <laughs> and in my favorite moment, Pence, oh. Pence tried to interrupt, and Kamala Harris came as close as you can during a debate to saying, Mike, look me in the fucking eyes on behalf of all the women in the history of the universe. Shut the fuck up. I'm talking, you Nazi milk mascot. <laughs> now... <laughs> Her, her exact words were, <laughs> I'm speaking, but <laughs> I, I got the impression from most of the women in the universe that, that they heard the first thing 
Yeah, the closed captions great. were that first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although... Kamala Harris ended up pausing for a little too long yeah. in this moment, and Pence got to keep talking, which yeah. bothered me. Whatever. Uh, you know what? I don't think anyone was paying attention to his words, because pretty soon after that, a fly the size of a fucking Buick landed <laughs> in his green screen white hair and sat there for the next, what felt like five hours, just reading the paper, doing the crossword, and shitting yeah. so <laughs> did you guys catch that moment do you remember what i was talking about i did not no did someone mentioned it online can i find <laughs> this somewhere so, so i was so embarrassed I, like i panicked when that happened i just put a, uh, out on, on facebook i think i just put like there's a goddamn fly on his fucking head you know like no one <laughs> was gonna notice it <laughs> i wanted kamala for the rest of the thing just be like fly reaching her hand up to the <laughs> Well, that's a good point about packing the court. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I will do. I'll notice if a bug lands Fly on Fly face. Fly. Oh, I think it was David Frum in the New York Times the next day had this great fucking piece that sort of like, he's like, what better, you know, visual image could you use to encapsulate Mike Pence's role in the Trump presidency that just, than to stand there while pestilence crawls all over him and pretend not to notice? Right. <laughs> Flies have been really good political metaphors for a while now, right? They crawl on Mike Pence. Obama ninja snaps one out of the air. <laughs> George Bush tries to do that, but fails. <laughs> George Bush Sr. uses one to kill John F. Kennedy. There's a whole bunch of metaphors in there. It's like, a, oh, did he? Was it a fly that he, he used? dipped it in poison and uh, yeah, trained it fly. to land on him? Yeah. Back into the left. Interesting. Makes sense that way. Yeah, no, they were. They was so they were shooting the fly as where they were getting yep. rid of the evidence. Yeah, exactly. After right. Thank you. Got it. He killed Kennedy. Okay, that's uh, the end of the show. We're gonna close that is it up. Our out. opinion <laughs> locked in. <laughs> Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to George Bush Senior for that awesome assassination. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. Thanks to that fly. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Georgie, Sean, Dan the Bold agreed with previous donor that weekly episodes would be great until the election, Matthew, Angus, Andrew, Kevin, Hunter of Necros, Hypatia, nice. KM, Coach, Almost a Coach Drew, Moving Ramen, Move the Noodle, Peter, Clayton, Big Val, Jake, my podcast delivery vehicle is an AMC gremlin. Other Andrew who helps yell at idiots on the internet. Hi, Andrew. Great work. Demjin Jack, Jacqueline, David, FBI profiling is nonsense. Brian, Vivian, Daniel, Nell, Oud, Albin. Hi, Albin. What's up, dude? Michalina, Matthew with one T, Shane, Trent, Cassidy, Dexter, and Noctelfa whose dicks and vaginas are so beautiful, you took the words right out of my mouth. It must have been while you were kissing me. Took the words right out of my mouth, and I swear it's true. I was just about to say I love you. We didn't start the fire. Meatloaf, go fuck yourself. And whether or not you're financially benevolent like those fine people. Billy Joel, really? I like Billy Joel, but fuck you. Meatloaf hates you so much. God damn it. If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more <laughs> dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. 
We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Too much, but I won't do that. <laughs> Oh, it would have been worth it if he tried for the somersault. <laughs> Just so lowering good. himself slowly to the ground. <laughs> David A.R. White. David A.R. White. The Secret Service agents are trying to stop him, helping him roll over <laughs> at a certain point. Hit me with more roids. I need the juice. Give me, give me the stuff they gave that guy in Rocky Four. I got this Bane mask for you. You want this? <laughs> The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.